0: Five by five of the movies. Five by five of the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Uh,
1: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so, so much. This is five by five of the movies, episode 114. Oh, oh, they're turning on us, Dan. Shit. Ah, shit. Fuck you. All right. How you doing, Dan? Not too bad. How you doing, Keith? I'm I'm good. We got a got an interesting show. We got an interview. Yeah, we do. With uh Lauren Knight, who's like, as far as I know, one of the like the last remaining creative managers of Alamo Draft <laughs> House. And, yeah. uh, we got a giveaway. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's been a hot minute since we've done a giveaway. God I'm damn. Uh, but let's hop right in the show because there is absolutely no housekeeping to do. <laughs> of course not. It's fantastic. Uh, we're gonna talk. Uh, I'm gonna skip the box office. i We're okay. gonna come back to it. All right. But we need to talk about the most important news story that dropped this week. Uh, mm-hmm. The most incredible thing to happen to the movie industry, yeah. I think ever, and that is Lifetime's original movie, <laughs> A Recipe for Seduction. Presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yes. Now, if there is anybody left on this planet who does not know what the Lifetime original movie "A Recipe for Seduction" is, it's one of those god awful, like campy soap opera style Lifetime movies. But it is about Harlan Sanders, the Colonel, yes. and while he's coming, this is like a modern take too. It's like not in the past; it's modern. He's he's like the chef at a pool house, and he comes up with his secret recipe. Oh.
0: Like a clearly white-dyed
1: goatee. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) We're getting to that. We're going to get to the point of who's playing him in a second.
0: Uh, It's it's amazing. Hold on.
1: Hold on. Uh, And he's in a love triangle with this girl because he's like the chef-servant of like this pool house. And he's played by Mario Lopez, (laughs) A.C. Slater from Saved by the Bell. Now... Uh, the trailer is only a minute long So we're going to listen to you guys Can go oh look at it on your own But uh, I need everyone to listen <laughs> to it Because <laughs> just the sound on it is incredible
0: What the hell are you doing? A Lifetime original mini movie You don't answer my proposal And now you're not answering my call I
2: think I'm falling for the new chef
0: Great library Jessica is falling for The cook? Leave Jessica alone and skip town he has a secret recipe that's going to change the world. Harlan claims to have some secret recipe. A secret recipe? Spare me. A secret we all recipe. have our secrets. Yeah, if you marry my daughter, I promise there'll be more long weekends in your future.
2: Mom, I have to tell
0: you something. <laughs> we have a problem. Secrets out, Chicken Man. <laughs> I'll take care of this.
3: We're ruining everything! Just him already. <laughs> Who the hell are you? Harlan Sanders, the new chef.
0: Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders in a recipe for seduction. Premieres December 13th at noon, only on Lifetime. Presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) The fucking... Just the the standard trailer music underneath.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's funny you bring that up, Dan, because I've decided to do my own voiceover trailer for it. In a world... Where Colonel Sanders <laughs> likes to fuck. <laughs> He's got a secret and everyone's willing to kill him for it. <laughs> that I made my own <laughs> cuz I got this bug this
0: movie is finger licking good ah god damn it <laughs> shit that oh that's better
1: <laughs> god damn, how did i not get finger licking okay uh, yeah,
0: they changed their finger licking good sauce to kfc sauce because of the pandemic <laughs> they oh, wanted people to be licking sure. their fingers less in public so that's smart yeah. oh i
1: like that yeah. um uh, I did some research, and the original Colonel Sanders was a terrible racist and a murderer. Of course. Uh, but we're not going to talk about it. We're going to talk about Mario Lopez. America. Fully tan Mario Lopez with gr- gray-tinted goatee and hair and that the black tie on, like, a muscle shirt. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, the plot seems to be the affluential mother wants the daughter to to, to marry this boyfriend and also to fuck her boyfriend. Uh, but she wants to marry the cook, Colonel Sanders. This is like
0: the pool boy yeah. story yeah. that they already had ready to go. And they were like, all right, but what if, but what we, if got we got some money, some money from money.
3: KFC? <laughs> exactly.
1: <yeah. laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> what if we could eat chicken? <laughs> God, yes. craft
0: services is going to be real cheap on this shoot.
1: <laughs> God damn it. All right, so that was the most important noise of the oh week. It's all downhill God. from here, but let's thank talk about the box office. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank the world. Yeah, yeah, thank you, little...
0: Lifetime. Thank you, KFC. This wasn't
1: just, <laughs> this you, wasn't Mario just Lopez. news to lighten just... the moods. Mwah. This was news to lighten the pandemic. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, what's the number one movie in America, Dan? Uh, Contagion.
0: No. <laughs> What was it last week? I don't remember. I the Crude's a New Age. Week. No oh, we yeah, didn't. We, did. we <laughs> talked about how a brand new movie, a <laughs> children's right. movie. Yep.
1: This uh this week it made four point <laughs> four million, topping like where the top movie had been an original weekend, mm-hmm. but the second weekend, which proves that uh Christopher Nolan uh <laughs> Should have gone and fucked himself because (laughs) it had nothing to do with him. It was a shit-ass movie. Apparently he's still spouting his mouth off about shit. We're going to get into into that that, later. Uh, And in number, (laughs) we're going to skip all the others, but in five, Elf. Mm. Elf re-release with $320,000. All right. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying to think what to do first. There's so much weird news. $320,000 still made the top five. i know uh disney reportedly revealing all their new star wars and marvel projects on thursday during an investor meeting Ooh, because that's when they tend to do such things because they want the investors to keep investing money in them because they're definitely strapped for cash i guess (laughs) yeah whatever (laughs) uh speaking of i wanted to bring up uh because we talked about this last week and i'm gonna i'll bring this up every time (laughs) is that In a new uh interview, George Lucas said that he was deeply, deeply hurt (laughs) that Disney didn't include him more in the Star Wars. Yes,
0: and then incredibly sad for him to sell Star Wars for four billion dollars, right? And then goes on to say
1: the reason he did it was because if I had done another trilogy, I know how long these take, it would have taken another 20 years of my life, and I wouldn't have been able to. (laughs) be there for my daughter growing up because although empire and Jedi had different directors, (laughs) he was still there every single day. Micromanaging. Oh Christ. And says that it still didn't come out quite the way he
0: thought. So it's literally because he doesn't know how to be a manager right? or to like, or just to say, Hey, I still own this, but I'm licensing it to you.
1: Yeah. Like um... he
0: could have still owned it and then said, Hey, Disney make these. Let me tell you something, and
1: I, I I'm gonna say this. It, it'll as in, cost
0: you one billion to make them.
1: I'm, I'm gonna say this as no. I could see Disney being like, no, we either own it or we don't. Yeah. Uh, here's what I'm gonna say about it. if <laughs> this is not an opinion. This is a stone fact. If you get enough money to end homelessness mm-hmm. in half the world. Uh-huh. For your science fiction movie, <laughs> yeah, you for, don't for a thing that you made up out of your brain. <laughs> you don't get to be sad that they didn't quite do it the way you want them to do. What you do is you take all that money and you end homelessness, and then they yeah. erect a giant statue of you for being such a philanthropist. Yeah. How about fuck your family? Yeah. How about fuck everything about you? You got four billion dollars for your jar jar banks bullshit four know, like, billion because he wanted to do
0: flash Gordon you know what four billion dollars gets you just buy flash
1: Gordon buy it a million times over 10 million yeah. times over ah. oh I need that as a button Yaro if you're listening send me flash Gordon oh ah. <laughs> i did get this button ham that's a little loud we can turn that one down
0: fucking with the gain over there ham! well it's two
1: different apps and they're two different <laughs> i gotta work on this yeah look we're still an amateur operation i know i know we're trying folks calm down fuck you i know <laughs> I know, fuck me. Uh, But, again, like, uh, fuck you, George Lucas. You got $4 billion. You know what? (laughs) Give me some money. Because I need some money. And you got more than you could spend. If you spent $10 million a day, every day of your life, it would take you (laughs) generations to spend all that. So Mm -hmm. give me some. How about that? (laughs) Uh, Jared Leto says in a new, uh, trailer, not a new trailer, but like an extended trailer Mm. for Morbius that he can't wait for you to check out his movie. Uh, it's very exciting, but more importantly says it's an exciting role in an expanded universe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he accidentally slit, which I'm sure Sony's not happy about (laughs) is that there is a future crossover film with Morbius and Spider-Man. Of course. Yeah. 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 Which uh, brings us into our next story. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about all the Spider-Man news.
0: Yeah. You got
1: some and I got some. But you go first.
0: All right. So uh, apparently, uh, leading up to uh, CCPX, which is the Brazil Comic Con, okay, uh, Sony International's YouTube page uh-huh. put up a teaser, kind of a non non new footage trailer to give up, you know, to uh, increase hype sure. for Spider Man Three. Presumably, they were going to be doing a um, a Sony Spider Man Three panel at the Brazil Comic-Con, um, and this was to hype up for it, uh, but apparently they weren't supposed to put it up, because <laughs> it was up for a couple of days, and then it got deleted, Oops! Um, and it featured... The three Spider-Man. <laughs> Oops. So it was uh, all in Spanish. It was like clips from the three different Spider-Man runs.
1: Mm, muy caliente.
0: Um, with uh, with Spanish text that would like pop up on the screen. You could imagine like if they showed in front of a crowd, it'd be like, "Woo!" You know, for every I'm sorry to be like what exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, translated, the uh, the text is. Who's your favorite Spider-Man? Garfield. Uh, you don't have to choose. Yes, I do. In Marvel's multiverse, anything can happen. And in Spider-Man 3, it is very possible you will see everyone. Yes, the three Peter Parkers saving the world together.
1: Oh. Yeah. We're going to see Miles Morales in that movie. You know we are. Oh, I really hope so. There's no way we're not going to see I hope him. it's the animated one i don't, I don't <laughs> like I don't, I don't who framed that. roger rabbit style i don't foresee that happening but sure <laughs> like okay.
0: spider ham is the cartoon yeah, in the rest universe. of the 3d animation like, I, I don't foresee that happening yeah sure. <laughs> all
1: right
0: yeah, i don't think that would be amazing um so yeah that, that was the main thing right uh so what what do you have
1: for this uh and then today mm-hmm. announced alfred molina Yep. We'll be back as Doctor Octopus from yeah, Spider Man Two. Yeah, the, uh,
0: the Hollywood reporter saying that uh yeah. that he signed on yep. and was like on set, I guess. That's was like cool. spotted on set. They
1: also say that uh Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are already reportedly signed and I that- thought it
0: was Kirsten Dunst, because Emma Stone is dead.
1: Okay, I got a theory about that because they're saying that she's <laughs> reportedly signed.
0: Okay, the In article theory. I saw was Andrew Garfield and Kirsten Dunst was the two names on it.
1: This is two different articles. There is okay. another one that says um, Toby <laughs> Maguire and Kirsten Dunst are still not signed.
0: Okay, but again, interesting. There, yeah, it all was all like updating every like so half because hour.
1: We've got Fox Electro, Malena who is also dead, by the way. Hmm. Um. So, Fair point. <laughs> uh, yeah. My theory That's is true, that all
0: of them are <laughs> in when not the port- well. <laughs> when you think about it,
1: there is a scene where Electro is fighting Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone is there, and there's a scene where Doc Ock is fighting Toby Maguire and Kirsten uh, yeah, Dunst yeah, yeah, is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the portals could open at these fighting moments mm. and um uh what's sort of a, a, Tom a, a Holland soak, a soak against Vader yeah, style and,
0: and Ezra pulls her Tom, through the portal. Yeah, Tom Holland
1: could <laughs> hop into these fights or vice versa. Versa. oh my god so that's what i think's gonna happen i don't I think, think it does uh, not matter if you're dead because this is like a time space thing
0: yeah Oh, i think it would be so great if they do like every once in a while they did it really well in the uh moon knight comics mm-hmm. where they would have different artists drawing the different like personalities um yeah. i really i would love it i'm sure it's like way too complicated to different get everybody together but styles, yeah get yeah. like sam raimi back to direct the scenes that are yeah. from that universe sure, and...
1: with the weird close-ups yeah yeah the uh, sort of
0: like yeah
1: i will also uh, say uh still i'll say it every, day i'll say it every week if i have to just like i say fuck george lucas i'll say uh andrew garfield's my favorite spider-man mm-hmm. uh, i think this is justice for him i hope he has a big part i hope mcguire is more of a of a like a cameo because i heard he was a real big dick about coming back to work with kirsten Dunst. so he can go fuck himself Ooh. so i have uh, a theory what's your theory about the timing of all of
0: these things hit me so uh brazil comic-con was this past weekend so it sure. is come and gone and there was no official trailer drop or anything there was no big panel that happened right. so my theory yep. is that sony wanted to announce the three spider-men <laughs> at Brazil Comic Con at ccpx right. or CCXP, whichever. Um, but I think Toby Maguire was holding out because he thought he's got all the cards. Sure. He's like, we've been hearing rumors that these other people are on board. I'm kind of the linchpin in this deal. Right. So they they weren't able if they don't have it down on paper, they're not gonna do a big thing about it at a Comic Con. So they had to cancel all of their plans. And because he was being a dick about it and asking for two, for more money, he is such a Sony dick. is starting to leak. To all of oh. these various, because it was but a like you know what, just get a... Who reported uh Andrew Garfield and, right. and Kristen Dunst, and the Hollywood Reporter reported on Alfred Molina, and Sony's leaking that all of toby Maguire's own co-stars are signed on to make him look like the yeah. asshole.
1: You know, like all they need <laughs> is a body double in a Spider-Man suit swinging in with Mary Jane, yeah. and then Doc Ock hey, pulls him back through a portal. Anybody
0: can put on the mask.
1: Anyone can put on. That's right. <laughs> anyone can put on the mask that's right
0: <laughs> you know what you do you get yeah. um, either of the uh, Peter Parker or Peter B. Parker from the end of the Verse to do the VO later oh yeah sure yeah just have any stunt guy who vaguely looks like Tobey Maguire's spider-man
1: yeah that's perfect
0: yeah get the actual stunt guy <laughs> yeah can, you know, yeah get uh, was it Jack Johnson yeah Yeah, or Chris Pine. Yeah, sure. Or or, yeah, just do uh, Oscar Isaac as the um, uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. There are plenty
1: of Spider Mans. Yeah, (laughs) plenty of Spider Mans. Fuck you, Tobey Maguire. Anyway, if you don't know, so Tobey Maguire, uh, after Spider Man one, dated Kirsten Dunst, and then they broke Mm -hmm. up, and it was really bad and he wanted her fired as Mary Jane and they said no. And then he's like, Oh, you know, I just did Seabiscuit and I fell off this horse and my back really hurts. So maybe mm. I just don't be your Spider-Man anymore. And they said, okay. And they put out a casting call for a
0: new Spider-Man. See, I, they have a, yeah. they have a history of doing this. So That wasn't a real one. It was things. a fuck you. But yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so I think they're leaking all of these sure. other people signing as a fuck you to Toby. McGuire. So then
1: Toby says, Hey, uh, my back feels a lot better i'll come back and they're like you sure will for less money yep and then he had to take the less money
0: exactly i think he's asking for more money and then they're trying to shame him into doing it for peanuts how about
1: say thank you you piece of shit
0: right you were gonna get like probably a a million dollars for a day's work
1: right sure go fuck yourself all sure. we
0: needed was your face on a green screen, and we were gonna do the rest anyway. Meanwhile, I'm
1: ready to suck dick for five bucks a month <laughs> on Patreon. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. fuck you, Tobey Maguire. <laughs> um, does the previous Batman have any uh, <laughs> anything
1: to say about it? Uh, only when we talk about uh, Nolan. Okay. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. I did reach out to him. Well, but you know, I bet the quartet could come up with something mm. for Tobey Maguire. Right, quartet, what do you guys think? Fuck you. Oh. Fuck you. Oh. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm glad we keep those guys in the corner. (laughs) They do not like Timmy McGuire. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, Before we hop into the rest of Dan News, Mm -hmm. uh, I want to do a giveaway. It's been a hot minute since we had a giveaway. Uh, So uh, quick quick, uh, heads up. This is not a sponsored thing. Mm -hmm. We're not getting any money because that'd be be crazy Uh, (laughs) if anybody sent us money. (laughs) But uh, this company that... uh, uh, is um doing some marketing reached out and they uh they're doing uh for philo and for uh infidel Passed on the infidel thing because you know kevizels whatever <laughs> um so philo is a streaming service like uh you know hbo max or um or uh, netflix or hulu but it's mm. more like live tv so it more competes with like hulu live okay now it's 21 bucks and you get six or 21 it's 20 bucks and you get 61 channels and it's like live tv and movies and okay. uh, and i looked and i'm like well it has to be those those bullshit channels but it's not it's like you know food network nickelodeon mtv comedy oh, central cool. it's the, like the
0: ones you would go to anyway right uh
1: amy <laughs> good good networks and then i'm like okay well there has to be something some (laughs) shit so i watched a couple of youtube reviews because i wanted to make sure i pronounced it right and then like all the comments like no one said a single bad thing about this streaming service and i'm like all right well i might go get it yeah so now here's uh here's what they're doing here's here's the read the game said Hallmark. They also have the Hallmark Channel and the Lifetime Channel. So if you get this, oh, you can watch the. You shit can watch Good.
0: <laughs> oh, let's just refer to it as that. Yeah,
1: you can watch finger licking good. If he does not say that in the movie, I'm gonna be so fucking mad. I'm the- Oh yeah, somebody's gotta lick a finger. Like even if they don't say it. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. So uh, Hallmark Channel's countdown to Christmas is television's biggest holiday movie tradition and the perfect gift to make your season bright. Now, through December 25th on the Hallmark Channel, catch all the all-new original holiday movie premieres and holiday movies 24-7 when you sign up for Philo, the most affordable way to watch live and on-demand TV for more than 50 channels, including Hallmark Channel, Nickelodeon, and more. When a free Philo, that's F-H-I-L-O, and you can snuggle up with Hallmark channels counting the Christmas. So what I have is they don't have uh, a normal like one month free trial. It's a week free trial. Okay, but I have ten codes Ooh. for a free month. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Hot damn. So if uh, here here's the contest. If anybody asks me for this, you can have it. <laughs> That's the first, contest. First come, first serve. First come, first serve. I've got ten. <laughs> the first ten people to either tweet uh, at Keith Ruckus or to send an email at 5 by 5 film at gmail.com or to hit up our Facebook, 5 by 5 at the Movies. Whoever the first ten are, chronologically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you. I've got ten PDFs with unique codes on it, and I will give it to you, and you'll get a free month of Philo. Hell yeah. So there we go. And then I'm probably going to sign up for this because... it's a
0: pretty fantastic deal.
1: Now, if anyone from Philo is listening mm-hmm. and wants to give us some money, yeah. that'd be awesome. If not, just give us more uh, codes to give away. Yeah. Because I'm happy. Uh, also, I... Uh, I'm going to get it because I want to see uh, Recipe for Seduction. <laughs> yes. I know they're pushing the Hallmark thing and I want to see all the Hallmark Christmas. I fucking love Christmas. I want to see all those, but I also want to see Recipe for yeah, Seduction. I could
0: definitely see you just having that on in the living room just at all times.
1: Oh, why? Is the living room decorated any kind of way? With uh, a projectors and lights <laughs> and a, a thousand bit. stockings? The, the, the day after Thanksgiving, yes. Yeah. <laughs> God, we are the worst Jews on the planet because... <laughs> If you walk through, it's one little menorah sitting on the bar, <laughs> yeah. and then Christmas everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now we're going to go into Dan News and talk about some HBO Max shit. Oh, I might have a jingle for this. Ooh. Oh, it's time for Dan News. You know it now. All right. Hey. get ahead. Hit us with the HBO Max news.
0: So, was this all this week? I'm like in a time warp. Uh, where- same. Uh, I can't remember if we if we talked about it at all last no, week. No, this all.
1: happened after the fact. This is all this week. All right, so
0: no. yeah, the news the the huge news that is shattering movies <laughs> is that HBO uh, or uh, Warner Brothers is putting uh, their entire slate of 2021 movies, which is I believe 17 movies in total. Right. Uh. The, the same way that they're doing wonder woman, which right, is have, they will be in theaters we said about wonder woman, but now
1: they've gone the entire year of 2021,
0: every movie down to the matrix Four, uh, Dune. Uh, what else we got? Uh, uh in the Heights, Godzilla vs Kong in the Heights, like big properties. Uh, King Richard, the Will Smith movie. Um, there's an awesome, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, movie where he plays uh fred hampton the guy who is spoilers assassinated by the fbi with the counterintelligence shit back right. in the 60s um it's a
1: lot uh oh, the one i wanted to bring up i have notes about is there is a movie by will smith called king richard yeah that's what i just said oh did you say it uh-huh. well i was just not i was looking at my notes
0: <laughs> yeah he's like the the uh william sisters tennis coach right
1: he's their father uh word and like Way to miss the fucking ball of, like, <laughs> what people want to see in a movie. Like, the yeah. two greatest tennis players to ever walk the earth? No, no, no. Let's do something <laughs> on their dad They're and dead. call him a king. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Oh, yeah. Oof. That's Yeah. Ba- oof. That's what you say to that. You say, oof. Yeah. I want to see movies about uh, Venus and Serena, not their fucking dad. Yeah. It makes sense. His name is Dick.
0: Yeah, I wonder if they were just like, hey, we're we're not selling our life story rights. But and their did. dad was just like, I will. I'm broke. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm not playing tennis no more. <laughs> sure, sure. All right. So, so, yeah, maybe that's why. <laughs> you were really bad. you are falling all over me. Good
1: Lord. <laughs> yeah. Leave my bunicorn alone. All right, keep going. Um, so a lot of
0: people are pissed off about right.
1: this. Do you have the Nolan quote? Uh, I
0: don't have okay, the exact I'm going to read it. Okay, So ahead. Christopher
1: Nolan, who's already pissed off that Tenet did so bad with WB. Yeah. And like, you know, threatened them and threatened them to release the movie. And mm-hmm. then he obviously didn't get any residuals because oh, it didn't no. make their money back. So. Yeah. He says, some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed before before thinking went to went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service so here's the thing they didn't fucking tell anyone they didn't tell us they the only people they told is you told me they told the the yeah they told the
0: theaters like an hour before the announcement yeah. yeah, they were like, hey, just so you know, we're doing this. So, <laughs> When you hear this, it's real.
1: So now Legendary is suing HBO Max. Yes, because they got of two other of those 17
0: yeah. movies. They got King Kong uh, or Godzilla vs. Kong and Dune, yeah. both of which were slated to make probably billion a
1: billion dollars apiece. Sure. You know, in the theaters. Now this is only I, I should say this, this is only for the United States. Yes, but f- with VPNs, you could probably figure out a workaround.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, if you can if you can Fuck log in you. from here to watch, you know the, the shows that are on Netflix in Australia, you can yeah. you know be in Japan and figure out how to.
1: Yeah. Here is also a fun fact about this. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. Before I do that, I did reach out to Christian Bale about his buddy, uh, Chris Mm. Nolan, and be like, what do you think about his reaction? And he sent us in this audio clip. Fuck you! Fuck you! (laughs) Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Man, there we go. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It is amazing to me that Christian Bale takes time out of his week Every so nice. every day every single week man. to send us these things okay <laughs> uh so when they announced the wonder woman thing first they're like mm-hmm. well a lot of these actors and directors get uh percentage points yes
0: so, so yeah apparently the because wonder woman was like the test for this yeah They had meetings and negotiations with lawyers. lawyers. So (laughs) Gal Gadot uh, Gadot and Patty Jenkins ten
1: million Mm dollars. They're not saying how much Jenkins got. Ten million
0: just for the move to do half on streaming. Right. This
1: is not. This is on top of what she got paid. But she obviously had percentage points on top. So they're like, you get ten million dollars. Jenkins got something similar, but they're not saying publicly how much. Yeah. Others like Keanu Reeves and Will Smith, who are directly tied into how much money the movie grosses, Mm -hmm. how much they get paid, aren't getting a guy. damn time how sad for you the women got paid more for the first time in history why don't you go sue them i'm sure keanu reeves doesn't give a fuck because he gives his money away anyway i'm sure will smith is just fucking you know will smith needs some money because he did that fresh prince reunion you know that he needs some fucking money and he's pissed off but fuck you it's patty jenkins time Uh,
0: they're also saying uh they had the benefit they had the benefit of time uh, to do negotiations, sure, sure, uh, which they can now use that ten million dollars that Gal Gadot is getting as precedent and saying, "Hey, this was the deal you gave them. Like, let's you know have our lawyers work this out."
1: How I treat you?
0: Um, and James Gunn um, said something about it. Oh, he's pissed. Uh, yeah, said uh, according to uh, the Hollywood Reporter, Gunn himself is upset by the move. <laughs> the director, who is normally quote platform agnostic. Uh, according to sources, so I guess he's just like he would doesn't care Ah, as long as people see it. Um, He just says uh, he's upset about the move, both because he's just being blindsided by it uh, and for the solutions they offered. Sources say the studio offered them a lackluster compensation model that would see the director and other profit participants receive money on the back end. So basically they were going to offer them more percentage but of money they weren't gonna make because it wasn't gonna be in the thing. Oh. <laughs> because it was you know also gonna be free. Fuck you. Interesting. So it's like hey, have a percentage of people not going to see it in theaters.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also depends. Again, there's domestic and there's worldwide. Mm-hmm. And this is not for everything. This is for the United States of America. Yeah. All together, movies make more money overseas. Hmm. United States, a big chunk. Yeah. It's for the, the, for the last the what, decade or
0: so. The global yeah yeah has been has so. been a larger chunk than the U.S. domestic.
1: Do you have any of the quotes from Cinemark or AMC? I do not. Okay, so Cinemark says, in light of the current operating environment, we are making near-term booking decisions on a film-by-film basis. At this time, <laughs> Warner Brothers has not provided any details for the hybrid distribution model of their 2021 films, which means <laughs> they're like, maybe we just won't show your fucking films. How yep. about you go fuck yourself? Because yeah. you didn't talk to us, you didn't give us any details, mm-hmm. we don't know if we're going to get better terms but i'm i'm betting warner brothers is like no you get the same terms yeah but they're like give us better terms we want more of the money because less people are going to come see why would we agree to leave your movie in theaters for eight weeks when everyone can watch it at home for the first month for free
0: yep i think somebody uh very high up at warner media maybe uh-huh. even at&t said hey we're gonna do this to try and build our uh you know subscriber base uh, so we can compete in streaming. Mm-hmm. Mm, let's just do it and ask for forgiveness yeah, sure. rather than asking for permission and having yeah. everybody shit on yeah, AM- for it.
1: AMC put out a gigantic angry statement. I'm just gonna read mm-hmm. my favorite uh, passage: clearly Warner Media <laughs> intends to sacrifice a considerable portion of the profitability of its uh, movie studio division. And it's of a production par- uh, partners and filmmakers to subsidize its HBO Max startup. Mm-hmm. As for AMC, we will do all in our power to ensure that Warner does not do so at our expense. Mm. We will aggressively pursue epic economic terms that preserve our business. We have already commenced an immediate, urgent dialogue with the leadership of Warner on this subject. So, yeah. they're like, so the same thing. <clears throat> all the theaters are like... We can't stop you, but we're not going to pay the same fucking terms. You're going to give us these movies for free, just like you're giving them to everybody else. Yeah. You dirty sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they should do. They should do terms. It should be a rep film, like a repertory film price, mm. not a new film price, if yeah. everyone's already seen it. Yeah. For fucking free.
0: Yeah. Christ. Huh. <sighs> yeah. It's just... It's, they're in such a weird position, like uh, the Warner Brothers, because their parent company is at&t they're a telecommunications company that owns the infrastructure of the thing you know of the platform for streaming services so it's like you know people who have an at&t phone get hbo max sure you know it's like it's part of their it's it's only a, a small part like a like disney's movies you know, movie division makes way less than their parks, parks. division. Yeah, sure. Their parks are hurting right now. So they need the movies to do well. Whereas AT&T it's like, everybody's still got their phone working great. Yeah. Our, our movie stuff is just, you know, a side project that we'd like to invest in. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Sure. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck Warner media. Yeah.
0: AT&T don't need the movie theaters, but Warner brothers does. So they're in a hot position. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: it's still time for Dan news. You know it now. What else you got? <laughs> hey hey <us>. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that in my head. <laughs> it's still time for Dan news. <laughs> <laughs> the only
0: other thing I have is uh, some uh, some nice news. Uh, speaking of things that you can watch for free on a streaming service uh-huh. on Christmas, <laughs> when uh, when you're done with Wonder Woman eighty four. Uh, Pixar's Soul is going straight to Disney Plus uh, wow. and also no additional cost, unlike Mulan. Um, Pixar's Soul is... Uh, there's a story that came out today saying that they are maintaining their perfect 100% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Um, there was something like 19 reviews that were all positive nice. after its premiere at London Film Festival. Um, and since then, it's uh, there's been 46 overall reviews, so it's more than double the amount of reviews. Mm-hmm. Still at 100% fresh. Nice, good uh, for that, man. The, the critics' consensus describes Soul as a film beautiful to contemplate as it is to behold. Damn. Saying that Soul proves Pixar's power to deliver outstanding all-ages entertainment remains undimmed. Wow. So yeah enjoy your you know popcorn with wonder woman 84 and then maybe have some tissues ready for the uh the main course that will be uh pixar's soul
1: sure uh is that it? You got more? That's it. Uh, a couple things I want to bring up. Uh, I've heard really shitty reviews of Mulan, saying that it's problematic <laughs> in the first nine minutes. Is what everyone keeps saying. I haven't watched it yet. I'm waiting. Uh, I'm going to watch it. Uh, yeah, when I yeah, get around it. It'll,
0: it'll go on the service of my. I did, for. however, watch the
1: Lego Star Wars <laughs> Holiday Special.
0: Oh, was, I've been putting it off as <laughs> it get closer to Christmas. I but... Put it on
1: while I was doing some Christmas uh, wrapping. Uh, it's really cute. It's really yep. funny. It's all just like fan service funny things you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. time travel based so it's like yeah. the three hours of crazy
0: Obi- characters interacting that we never would have right. yeah a funny <laughs> scene
1: where like the three obi-wans say hello there to each other um it's oh. good it's oh, 45 minutes long <laughs> yes. i thought it was gonna be more like the old <clears throat> holiday special it's less it's more like an episode of lego freemakers if you've ever seen that it's cute it's worth watching it's free on disney plus go watch it
0: awesome um so All it's right. more more lego star wars than it is Star Star Wars Wars holiday. Oh, it is all Lego Star Wars. (laughs)
1: Nice, Uh, which I like. (laughs) Yeah, that stuff is all great. Uh, All right, uh, we're gonna do an interview. Yeah, 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 this is Lauren Knight. She is a, a creative manager at the uh, Alamo Draft House. In I, th- I think I, I've actually done the interview yet. She had to push it off till tomorrow morning. So I'm gonna intro it and then outro it like we just did the interview, but we yes. didn't actually do. It. But uh, she's a creative manager <laughs> in the Phoenix area. Alamo Draft Houses. I'll get her to talk more about what her actual job is. But uh, again, a company that I may or may not have worked for uh, before in a similar capacity. And she's like one of the last ones left. And I want to hear what she says about HBO Max because I'm sure she's fucking heated. <laughs> Yeah, I want to hear that too. Here we go. <laughs> All right, hey everyone. We're here with Lauren Knight. Lauren Knight, you might be like the last remaining creative manager of an Alamo draft House Is that true? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I think Robert Robert Saucedo is still is still here. Although I don't know what his what his role is. He wears many hats as well right now.
1: How big is his head?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, larger than mine, which isn't that difficult. I have a head of a child.
1: You have the head of a child. How did you get it? What did you do to the child? <laughs> it's too early for these jokes. Uh, On, oh, let's get a laugh track going. Uh, there we go. Yeah. yeah, people like the jokes. Uh, all right, so you're out there. You're in Phoenix or Mesa. Where are you?
2: No, I'm. I'm in Phoenix.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've spent a lot of time in Phoenix. I don't like it. <laughs>
2: That's great.
1: Yeah, uh, like you're that. not the
2: only one with that sentiment. I actually quite quite like it. It was a culture shock moving out here, but
1: I where like are you from?
2: Atlanta.
1: Oh, that is a. B- Hi, I'm from the East Coast too. And then you went to the country's biggest shopping center, Phoenix. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was really a shock to learn there aren't malls. Really, like There's... they're all outdoor malls, and it's like why it's 115 degrees. For Before, half the year,
1: you build the mall to encompass the entire city. <laughs> so it's a giant. I, I say this all the time. The only thing you can do in Phoenix is shop or drink. That's it.
2: Ah, uh, that's not untrue. But okay. now you can go to the movies, and there are tons of breweries. I think you would have fun. Like if you were with me, we would have fun.
1: Okay, I I don't doubt that at all. Uh, so okay, so now there's three Alamo Draft houses there.
2: Yes, there's uh. Tempe, Gilbert, and Chandler.
1: Nice. Uh, that, that sounds like a sitcom with three different names.
2: Or <laughs> a law firm of some sort.
1: Oh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> and you guys are obviously open.
2: Uh, yeah, we opened Tempe just a week before Labor Day, and then the other two locations followed suit over.
1: So tell us about working in a movie theater while it's open. So, um, give you some background. We talk about this every week. About our theaters open. Why are they open? How is it working? Like, do you do you feel safe? Do you like it?
2: Um, I do like it. I a large part of what I do. I'm I'm fortunate enough where I am able to work at home, and I am in the venue, um, arguably less than I was before. Sure. Um, but I'm sure you're aware of this as well. There haven't been any proven cases that have been traced back to a single movie theater, uh, either in the States or England, or like the UK did a study and they couldn't trace any back either.
1: That's fucking right.
2: So agreed. Um, I mean, the debate of why are we open probably isn't worth (laughs) because we have, we're on our own is sort of the short answer, Uh, you know, but I do feel extremely safe. We do have all this, all the safety measures in place with seat buffering and masks and gloves and and those those foggers, you know, that everyone says it's the oh, medical grade awesome. but food safe. Yeah. So we use those after every single show and before we open the doors in the morning and before we close them at night. So um, I feel extremely safe, and so does everyone who who works there. We're all taking it very seriously because we know it's it's. Not just literally life or death, but it's also financial life or death too. Like we want to be there in 2021, you know?
1: That's great. And now let's talk, uh, let's switch gears and talk about uh, Sylvester Stallone.
2: Yes, let's.
1: So I remember uh, the beginning of the pandemic, I saw you posting about Sequester Stallone and that you were going to watch what? Every Sylvester Stallone movie you could get your hands on. Is that the idea?
2: That was the idea. It was definitely to watch the ones I hadn't seen. And then along the way I've ended up sort of watching (laughs) almost all of them, whether I had already seen them or not. But it was definitely an accident. It wasn't something I had planned to do. I didn't set out to do it.
1: Watch all this of us just alone movies.
2: (laughs) I didn't. It sort of it's it happened very organically. I actually started out watching a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were busy watching horror movies or they were watching pandemic themed horror movies. Sure. And and or catching up on, you know, Oscar winners they hadn't seen. And I I tried. I tried so hard to do that, Ruckus, but I just wanted to see shit explode. And like I just I couldn't do it. So I started with Jean-Claude Van Damme movies and then I moved on to Canon, which was sort of a, a natural progression because Jean-Claude Van Damme did so many canon films movies Mm -hmm. so then i just sort of started watching more canon films so i watched invasion usa and delta the delta force i think it's called um and then i came to cobra no what was it over the top which i hadn't seen and i heard so much about
1: Oh, oh i love over the top
2: i know i hadn't i hadn't i of course knew about it but when people just say like oh it's a movie about arm wrestling that's not really like a selling point but it is so much more than a movie about arm wrestling. Like, it's so good. So I watched Over the Top, and then I came to Cobra, which was also part of the canon canon, and then decided, like, loved Cobra, like, in my top five of Stallone movies, for sure. And then it just became, well, I haven't seen all the Rambo movies, so I rewatched, like, the first... I rewatched First Blood, which was the only one I had seen, and then finished that series, and then watched the Rocky movies that I hadn't seen, and then it just sort of spirals out of control (laughs) Sure. I think I've seen about 50 ish Sylvester Stallone movies in the last seven or eight months
1: I didn't even know there were 50
2: (laughs) he's got a lot of like uncredited roles early on or you know cameo appearances but uh I've hit almost every single every single major highlight so far
1: Wow, we talk about uh, *Demolition Man* a lot on this podcast because you know they don't touch hands and they don't have toilet paper, so it's <laughs> it is a pandemic movie. And you know uh, Taco Bell is seen as like fine dining, so it really fits into our culture. <laughs> <with it.
2: laughs> and your aesthetic, it's perfect. It's it's perfect, uh, eerily so.
1: Yeah, and uh, unironically, *Judge Dredd, the original *Judge Dread* movie with him, uh, might be in my top uh, ten films of all time. I love that movie.
2: Really? So I was actually, because I'd heard, I'm sure as you know, people disparage that one, right? That's Especially an- when the Carl <laughs> Urban one came out. And I was actually really impressed with the first half. And he's got the scowl down.
3: Oh, like, he's
2: that frown is so great. But then when he ends up being kicked out of the city
1: into the cursed earth, yeah,
2: and into the cursed earth, and then has to get back. It that was where
1: it dragged it kind of
2: shifted for me, and it, it was no longer good or even that enjoyable. But I was really into the first half for sure.
1: I have a, on my wall. You can't tell because I have the stupid Christmas filter up. Uh, on my wall, I have a couple movie props, and one is a movie prop from the Carl Urban Judge Dread. Uh, I just have a pair of like plastic cuffs that they that they walk around with. Judge Dredd, uh, only replicas, but I love that movie. I talk about it all the time.
2: Oh, that's really exciting. We sh- yeah. we should talk about it like offline or something because I did watch it recently and I don't I don't have the same opinion of it that a lot of other people it seem is. to.
1: I had just talked to someone about this that Armand Desante, who plays um, uh, plays like the main bad guy. Yeah, uh, Rico. Uh, gives, like, this master class in acting when he did not have to. Because it is a campy action film, but if you go back, he is acting as if he were, like, in The Godfather. Every scene he's in, he is giving everything. He has no... Because like, I don't think he understood, because this is pre-comic book movies, that it is a comic book movie and that it is kind of goofy uh, or a little... You know, at the very least, like, you're mixing the Stallone movies with his... um stupid catchphrases every once in a while and a comp and Rob Schneider that they threw in just for fun uh, like just for just for fun just because like some producers like oh we need some comic relief get get Adam Sandler's sidekick and throw him in there uh, but he actually like at the like you know why did you judge me why did you judge me he's just going so hard and it's so out of play like it makes the rest of the actors look like such bullshit but in a good <laughs> way it's fucking good
2: I think I mean that's a testament to I think his his commitment. I mean he definitely had on those mom jeans, which yeah. was really hard to find intimidating in <laughs> the climax, didn't he? Didn't he have like high
1: uniform. That's fine.
2: <laughs> so but he he sort of out acts everyone too in Paradise Alley. Like that was what I later learned why yeah. Judge Dredd was a big deal. Because I watched Paradise Alley at like long after, a couple months after I'd watched Judge Dredd. Right. So, like, I didn't make the connection as to why Judge Dredd was such a big deal um, as reuniting, you know, Stallone with Asante. But in Paradise Alley, Asante is extremely intense and is so serious, and <laughs> everyone else is Are you not.
1: you in a room with him? <laughs> all right uh all right so we're gonna, we're gonna pivot again and we're gonna talk about uh what you think about HBO max and what you think about um the um we'll say the uh, the the uh the physical assault on movie theaters that uh that is coming out of it
2: oh man you just threw that at me too nice you have no time um, to-
1: this is rapid <laughs> oh it's, I have to- it's just turning on you. Oh. <laughs> oh.
2: I feel like I have to be so diplomatic about this. I have my own.
3: <laughs>
1: what was that? I'm laughing because I was thinking about the, uh, when I used to work at Alamo. Um, uh, one time I was on another movie podcast, Doug Loves Movies, and I talked about our Titty Bingo show and I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I got into a boardroom and they sat down and they're like, why did you talk about this? I'm like, well, it's something. It's like we don't talk about this publicly.
2: <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. Uh, good to know that they're listening though so I appreciate
1: it doesn't matter because everyone I was in trouble with got fired, so fuck'. Em.
2: Oh perfect. well, and I'm franchised so
1: yeah it doesn't matter I'm
2: still here. <laughs> um, I mean in short, I don't I don't like it and I think even if I didn't work for an exhibitor, I would feel the same way because sure. Go—it's the you know—it's stereotype, cliche, whatever. But going to the movies really is not the same thing. I don't care how good your TV is, or how good your sound system is. Like I still haven't watched *Mank* because I'm waiting for my living room to be pitch dark, and I want zero distractions because I didn't get a chance to see it when we played it. So I still haven't watched it because I don't want to watch it in increments. You know, it took me two days to watch *The Irishman*. I'm pretty sure that's not what Scorsese intended. So, (laughs) like. I I think they're cutting off their nose despite their face. I think they purposely didn't check or speak with other talent and production companies outside of, you know, Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman 84 because I think they knew that they would receive oh, yeah. blowback or pushback. So, I think this is one of those maybe ask for for, you know, don't ask for permission but forgiveness sort of scenarios, but I think they're sacrificing a lot um not just money, but especially money uh for, for short-term gain. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think to do a full year, I feel like is crazy. I feel like you could have maybe done something with the first six months of your slate and then seen where we are as the vaccine rolls out, because in theory by fall, um, it should be more widely available. Um I think it's it's a dangerous precedent, but at the same time they could be uh not allowing us to screen the movies in theaters at all, like some other, you know, studios have been doing. So right. at least there is that semi sort of partnership, but I mean they're not reducing the splits. So they're not they're still not helping theaters by mm-hmm.
1: That was the question, and I saw Cinemark and AMC both kind of make comments about that, is, like, the terms of the movies have not changed.
2: No, they haven't. And if not, if anything, they've gotten a little higher.
1: And, like, if you're going to go so far as to say, let's be generous and say take away half the audience of a theater, like, you obviously don't care about money, so why not go the full nine and give them a little monetary relief at the same time? Yeah.
2: And, you know, it's interesting. I talked to a, a mentor of mine for about 90 minutes the other day. And he had some 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 dire predictions in some aspect, but he basically said that at least until the pandemic, that production companies or studios should view exhibitors as partners Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: they should almost be paying movie theaters to show their content instead of the other way around. Now, obviously, with the pandemic, everything has changed and we'll all agree to whatever terms because we have to you know, to try and stay in business. But before that, he was like, they should be paying you to show their films in this exhibition format. You are the ones doing them a favor. It isn't the other way around. But unfortunately...
1: Yeah, that, literally yeah. put yourselves at risk to keep them afloat while yeah. you suffer for drowning. It's like they're uh, Kate Winslet on the door and you're Leonardo DiCaprio.
2: Yeah, there's room. There's room for both of us.
1: Fuck mythbusters. There is room on that door. Neither of those people weigh that much.
2: <laughs> exactly. There's room for both of us, but instead they're just they're just, I don't know. Are they Billy Zane in this scenario? Are they the ones with saying that they have a kid and that they deserve to get off this ship? <laughs> but the kid's well, not theirs.
1: Alright, I would be honest with you about something with Billy Zane. Like, I don't hate him through most of the movie. Like you have, like I, I kind of <laughs> see where he's coming from. But, like, the minute he pretends, like, that's his kid. <laughs> oh, my God. What a scumbag.
2: Does he take the kid with him, too? Or does what? he sort of put him back on the boat?
1: No. He, that what he... he holds on to the kid the whole time because the kid he knows is the lifeline. Oh, okay. In my head canon, at least, to make me feel better about Titanic, is that Billy Zane, uh, like, keeps the kid, adopts the kid, and raises the kid. And then the kid has a life of luxury. When the kid might not have before, or like maybe had abusive parents, and in my head that's how I justify Billy Zane's existence, and like that kid grows up to be like JFK, or you know,
2: (laughs) or like a Rockefeller,
1: or like well, hopefully not a Rockefeller because they're all fucking evil, but like grows up as something good.
2: (laughs) Ah, it's the Billy. That's the Billy Zane would raise him as like an extension of his own ego.
1: That's true. (laughs)
2: But I like your headcanon, and I might adopt it.
1: Okay. Uh, so, pivoting back to Sylvester Stallone, what uh, what has been your least favorite Sylvester Stallone movie so far?
2: Oh gosh. Um, I know it's low hanging fruit, and I mean, this is someone like I've I, I saw *Avenging Angelo*, and I saw *Shade*, so I still have to say *Driven*.
1: I've never seen Driven. What's Driven?
2: Driven does his, his reuniting with Rennie Harlan. They worked on Cliffhanger together, Okay, uh, which is a great movie that still sure. holds up. Sure. Still holds up. I did rewatch it. Um, even, like, the effects are pretty great. He does all his own stunts. Like, so great. Um, Driven is, like, 1999 or 2000, like, Formula One racing. Like, when it was, like, like IndyCar yeah racing when it was super popular uh but it is it is a hot mess but it's kind of a like a great case study of that late 90s early 2000s cinema where like techno music was being used and you had weird montage like slow motion montages and then you had cgi that wasn't ready yet
3: sure being
2: used instead of practical like it's it's awful like this like the you can drive all the Formula One cars through the plot holes. Like it doesn't make any sense. But it's also just sort of fascinating along the lines of like Triple X, which is not a bad movie. Like I'm not trying to throw it on you, know, but you know, Triple X has the same like the fashion choices and the techno music and like the montages and like CGI explosions when they could have used real ones, like It's that time capsule of a movie But it's insane to believe That the same guy directed Cliffhanger Like it looks like a first time effort Bomber Yeah and it's not even like so bad It's good it's just so bad It's bad I know Yeah,
1: We're we're in Austin we're Austin based And they built a Formula One Track here and was the, the first one In America and we're bringing the sport here And then within like the first couple Years Formula One's like hey fuck you uh and just what (laughs) so we have this gigantic it's called circuit of the americas it is this gigantic and like when like it's set up for concerts obviously because they would have concerts there too so like lady gaga plays there and justin timberlake and Beyonce, and it's a giant arena but it was supposed to be like the big formula like every formula one fan in america was going to come here and i guess it just didn't work out uh formula one's like you know what really don't like america and we don't really like austin so uh deuces and they were gone and that was that
2: oh my god did they pay for the, like who flipped the bill you guys taxpayers I have
1: to imagine that there were investors that got waterlogged on that uh also they try to do events there all the time now that are so funny and like one of them's like come drive your car on the track for 20 bucks we don't care so you'd, like, to go oh. drive your car as fast as you want on, on the Formula <laughs> One track.
2: Oh, my God. You you'd have to sign, like, a, a liability form or a waiver, I, I would think. Because, no. like, the average car is not meant to
3: and take I have to those turns. Like,
2: like the cars are built special for a reason. Yeah. I am. <laughs> wow.
1: I am gonna take a go-kart out there.
2: <laughs> right? I would, like, rent a Formula One car to do that. I wouldn't want to take my 2009 Toyota Matrix.
1: Dude, that's more fun to me. <laughs> I packs the shit out of that place.
2: Although, judging by the commercials for the Toyota Matrix, like, 15 years ago, they were, like, drifting. So maybe,
1: yeah. <laughs> maybe it'd be fun. Fuck yeah. It's really <laughs> funny. Uh, if anyone from the uh, Circuit of the Americas is listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> And also hire me as your marketing person because I wouldn't have much to do. <laughs> you would you would
2: whip that place into shape. I know you would have the best events.
1: Not at that size, man. Like, <laughs> I like, think yeah, it holds tens of thousands of people, and the whole point was to have these race car uh, events, and they're like everyone's like, "Nah, <laughs> now nah, we don't like this." Also, it's, like, to have the first, like, United States uh, track, um, I'm pretty sure it's the first one. It's, like, you'd have to ship your cars over, you know. I'm like, that's probably expensive.
2: Yeah. I mean, so the implication in Driven is that, like, I think they were also racing in the United States, too.
1: Maybe they are. Like,
2: the Indianapolis 500. What's that? That's not stock cars. That's, like, Indy cars, right? Yeah. Or that's, like, what they're called. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was like, it was whatever kind of cars those are, but it wasn't the, the like NASCAR cars. It was those pointy. Like
1: yeah. Like the little, the flat spaceships with the, with the long wheels.
2: Yes. Yeah. And the spoilers, like the big spoilers. Yeah. It was That's those type awesome. of cars. I don't want someone listening to this podcast yelling at me about the car in driven and that I'm wrong.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what's been your favorite Sylvester Stallone movie?
2: Um, okay, so I mean this legitimately, and I don't mean this in, like, an ironic, like, I love it ironically, like, that type of way. I, and I fully say that this is not at all his best film, and I understand why people think it is one of his worst, and I'm not necessarily going to disagree, but... Favorite. Rhinestone.
1: Oh, the crowd likes it! The crowd says yes!
2: (laughs) Thanks, crowd!
1: What is Um, Rhinestone?
2: It is do you know at all the premise of it
1: no okay
2: so it came out in 1984 okay and so, so it's think of it as like a star is born but okay. with dolly parton and sylvester stallone i'm sold <laughs> right i feel like that's a major selling point uh it's like a bradley cooper um So Dolly Parton is, for some reason, a country singer in New York City because that's where you go to get famous if you're a country music star. And Uh she is tied to a contract of, like, five years for singing in this bar called The Rhinestone, and the contract is owned by this guy named Freddie Hugo who literally has a monogrammed F.U. on his blazer.
1: Oh, fuck yeah, dude.
2: (laughs) And he basically is like... If you want to get out of your contract, you have to teach someone that I pick out to learn how to sing, and they have to be good at the talent show and not get booed off the stage. Like, this bar apparently has talent anyway. And he's like, oh, and also if you lose, though, I get you for another eight years and you have to sleep with me.
1: (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. back up. Yeah. What was that last part?
2: He extends her contract if she loses the bet. And right. also, she has to sleep with him.
1: I'm not sure that's legally binding.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's... But the thing is, is Dolly the whole movie is, is like, these whole one-liners, these whole zingers. But then she, she agrees to it, though.
1: I mean, this is, like, 34 years before Me Too, but still. <laughs> so
2: she she agrees. Still. She's like, all right, Freddie. Like, she just totally agrees to it. And then... She, like, shoots down some of the other people that he wants to, like... She's like, no, no homeless people and no lepers, like, that whole thing. And so uh, Stallone plays the worst cab driver in New York City, as well as every single Italian stereotype rolled into one. Sure. And so he drops off these Japanese tourists in front of the rhinestone after, like, wrecking his cab. And uh, he's the one that gets, ch- like, Freddy... P- like... That guy, and he's like, "Hey, oh, oh," you know, <laughs> like, I have to like Tony Danza. Like, I don't even know what's happening. Anyway, for some reason, they go back to her hometown in Tennessee or something, so he can really learn about country music. Oh, and it's 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 My Fair Lady, but it's also A Star Is Born. Wow! But he sings, like he does all of his own singing in Rhinestone. Yep. It's, he's hilarious. Like, I was laughing out loud so hard when I watched it. And I've watched it again since and still laughed as hard, so it wasn't just like a, you know.
1: Shock value.
2: (laughs) Or like a bottle of wine sort of scenario. Gotcha. I I love it. I find it endearing. He's even said that um, Dolly has been his favorite co-star that he's worked with and that he never had more fun than when he was doing Rhinestone. Even though he regrets doing the movie, oh! (laughs) But it's his his joy and his fun is so evident in it. Like he just, it's amazing the the fashion, the clothes that his character Nick Martinelli wears. Oh my gosh, it's just it's just delightful, and I love it so much.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) Put that on my list. (laughs) All right, Lauren, if you had to plug something for yourself, what would you want to plug?
2: Oh my gosh.
1: How about where uh, can people hear more from you, maybe a Twitter or. A sure, da- I'll
2: plug my social medias. There
1: you go. Uh,
2: I am currently at Alamo Lauren on the Twitter, and I am at Alamo Lauren eighteen on the Insta.
1: Uh, to be clear, you are not an eighteen-year-old. No. Okay. Good.
2: No, 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 no. What my age?
1: Yeah. Well, no, I don't. I'm not gonna ask age, but like, it oh, just no. sounds like. Like like a screen name that I would do like when I was 15. Like... Oh,
2: no, I apparently <laughs> at Alamo Lauren was already taken on Instagram. Oh. So I had to add a number and I just chose the year that I created the account.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, like COVID-19. Yeah. Was found in 20. But
2: now, now you have me rethinking everything. You're the that... first person to mention that. But, hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I was a kid making an AOL screen name, it was usually either your age or like your birth year.
2: Or 69.
1: Oh, cool. well, I, I didn't know what that was I, <laughs> for the first time.
2: No, I suppose not. But no, I it know. was it just was the year I created my Instagram account. So.
1: Although I will say everything I know about uh, sex I learned from AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> thing i know because uh the first from the first moment someone's like do you want a cyber and i'm like oh what's that uh top to bottom uh that that is the downfall with our generation because that's where i learned about the birds and the bees
2: oh no from messenger oh yeah and from the internet in general
1: 100 (laughs) percent. which is now probably commonplace
2: yeah i think it i mean last yeah
1: i don't know who i was talking to
2: Oh my gosh. That's so dangerous.
1: All right. Other plugs. What else do you want to plug?
2: Oh, no, I don't have, I'm a nobody. That's...
1: <laughs> You're one of the last creative managers. Sorry, that's like, that's a lot. But uh-huh.
2: I'm a somebody to someone. Um,
1: somebody to someone.
2: <laughs> to myself. Uh, I am. I. I. If you're out in the Phoenix area, I am the. I, I currently handle the social media for the Alamo Phoenix social accounts, and I. I help supplement the programming as well. So I've been yeah, programming you, some extra stuff, including a Sequester Stallone series that just uh, ended oh, over Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, fuck yeah! Will there be more Sequester Stallone movies in the future?
2: I don't know. I sure hope so. Daylight turns 25 next year. I believe Sweet. it's 25. Um, the disaster movie that Stallone was in, in 1996, I think. Um, so, or I don't know. Yeah. 96. Um, so maybe, maybe I'm waiting for that Rocky four Stallone cut ruckus. It was supposed to come out oh, over Thanksgiving yeah. this year to the theater. And I just, re- I, I just researched it and like, there's no update since September. Every article in September still says a Thanksgiving 2020 release date. Cause it's 35 years old.
1: He's editing it himself, and he still hunts and pecks when he types. So it's gonna be a hot (laughs) minute. He doesn't. I don't use the computer. It's gonna be a hot.
3: (laughs)
2: You'd think they would have given him the. They would have told him about the deadline, though, because multiple articles are like in theaters by Thanksgiving of 2020. Oh,
1: oh, he's just being lazy. I don't
2: know. I'm waiting on that Rocky Four cut.
1: Yeah. Well, I'd be more excited if they were keeping the robot in, but really. Yeah, the robot's the best part of that movie. I'm from Philly. I like Rocky. I just like the, the robot a little bit more.
2: The studio made him put the robot in, so I'm betting that that's why it's it's, it's Still On. all right Sci- Psycho? Wasn't that her name? S-I-C-O? I don't remember. I think the robot, yeah. I'm good.
1: <laughs> all right, guys. Well, if you're in the Phoenix area, go to a draft house. Go see a, a movie that Lauren helped program or or such and then go at alma lauren at twitter lauren thank you
2: thank you Rockets. miss you
1: miss you and that was theoretically our uh <laughs> interview <laughs> do, 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 do. time travel yeah. boy was that a good interview that i definitely did listened howdy. to uh <laughs> thank you lauren uh i hope it's a good interview we'll see <laughs> uh but now it's uh uh wrap up the show with our two, uh, other features. Uh, why the fuck do we need this? Why the fuck do we need this? And the smile, the Marv group CEO, Siji Kamasi revealed that Matthew Vaughn is developing quote, something like seven more Kingsman films. And quote, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. As the company begins Legion to expand. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Marv group is the group that made the uh, the Kingsman movies. They're coming out with the Kingsman. I forget when that comes out, but that's like the prequel that's coming out. Yeah. And apparently Matthew Vaughn's developing seven more fucking Kingsman. Jesus I love Christ. Kingsman 1. I'm a little lukewarm on Kingsman 2. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Kingsman, but I don't need seven more of these fucking movies. <laughs> Give me one more. Give me one more to wrap it all together.
0: Yeah. That's it. Four like is enough. It's, they're doing the DC thing. Yeah, where they are. Yeah, where like John Wick is doing the Marvel thing. They're like, hey, we're doing one at a time. If, if you guys still like it, then we'll keep making more. Right.
1: <laughs> it's like, because the second one, they went to America. They're going to go to every country. That's going to yeah. be the shtick, and you know it is. Oh, yeah. All right. Moving on. Good news <laughs> to lighten the moods, yeah. Oh, I fucked that one up. <laughs> yeah, I was busy reading the story. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, John Cena. Is in the Suicide Squad. Yes, he uh, is uh, pe- called a uh, peacemaker. He's peacemaker. Now, a image got leaked of him on set, <laughs> sitting with his head down, looking very, very sad. He's not. Okay. He's not acting. He's just very upset hmm. because there is a scene where most of the characters in this one scene are eating, okay. and they wanted to make a very seamless shot. They wanted to get the shot perfect and no cuts and no edits. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was eating an empanada. During what? this scene, huh? so at the end of this day in a row, John Cena had to eat thirty-one empanadas. Oh fuck. 31 oh, empanada but 31 of them And there's almost a picture of him is... holding one it's like oh. the, it's like the size of a hot pocket it's not yeah. a small empanada it's not like a hors d'oeuvre empanada this is like an entree empanada Oh boy When asked he said 32 I would have thrown up but I was just at my limit after we had done filming I unzipped my pants and sat there very sad <laughs> <laughs> And that made my day This
0: apparently that's like uh, a thing for uh for actors who have who've had to eat on screen before they're like always get a spit bucket that you can hide sure. somewhere and
1: make sure <laughs> that you're uh that you don't swallow in the take so now the problem is yes <laughs> that's normal but this again was but a yeah seamless it's like a shot. master wide they shot wanted so you can't the whole it. thing eaten during oh this shot God. because it's a seamless <laughs> shot
0: so anytime anybody else fucked up, he's right. just like, "God damn it, people!" Uh, which
1: reminds me of my favorite Wolf of Wall Street movie, uh, uh, movie uh, story. My favorite Wolf of Wall Street story, which is uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio at improv. You're gonna eat that when they're doing the sushi scene and eating, and mm-hmm. takes one of uh, Jonah Hill's sushi rolls. Yeah, and jo- Jonah Hill's like, "I'm gonna fuck up this scene ten times in a row." <laughs> On purpose. So we kept doing it. So Leonardo DiCaprio had to keep (laughs) shoving these giant sushi rolls in his face. Chilly looked like he was going to throw up. And that's why you don't pay actors scale for movies. Because they don't give a fuck.
0: It's like, oh, make it scale. You're making $10 Yeah, million. You're going to shove some sushi in your face. Put this raw fish in your fucking
3: mouth.
0: (laughs) Do it.
1: Do it. Do
0: it. (laughs) in a world
1: <laughs> Liam DiCaprio has to eat 50 fucking sushis sounds like a good day to me I know right alright that's our show this week guys thank you so much go to patreon.com slash 5 by 5 at the movies and give us some motherfucking money hey <laughs> Because we need some. Yes, please. There's, a, there's a $1 tier that uh, we only get 37 cents on mm-hmm. in, that a sucks. in a row. Uh, but there's $5 tier, a $55 tier, any mat in between, and these all get you things on our show. Thanks, Dan, for being here. Yeah. Thanks, Lauren Knight, theoretically. Because if she doesn't show up for the interview, I'm just going to leave that edited.
0: We're not doing different versions. No, nope, I'm just going to leave that in. It's either going to happen or it
1: isn't. You so, could be listening to so the show now. right now and be like, did they fuck up and not put the interview in? But no, it just means she didn't show up. <laughs> Thank you so much to everyone listening. Please review us on iTunes. If you're so inclined, email us at 5 by 5 film at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, criticisms. Or if you want to be the ten, one of the ten people... Mm-hmm. That gets yeah, a free yeah, yeah. Philo month mm-hmm. code All from that me. stuff's
0: time stamped, so jump on it quick.
1: Yeah, find us on Facebook at 5x5 of the Movies. Thank you, Dan, Benjamin, Hattie Cook, and the entire 5x5 Network. We'll see you next week with another 5x5 of the Movies. Roll, Roll credits. credits.